Hey guys, welcome back to the Newman Experience. In today's episode, we're going to focus on some food tips uh, to improve your health during the seasonal transition coming up. We're about to come into fall and winter season, and this is the first time that we're going to be entering into those seasons with the coronavirus changing the way that we live our lives. So we want to give some uh, ideas and tips and tricks to help you um, get through this. So I'm here with Maureen. She's been um, focusing on posting more stuff on your Instagram page as opposed yes. to on our website and all that. So you can catch your stuff on there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we were talking about what type of changes do we think are going to, how, how the world's going to look a little different, and we might not even realize it, going into the fall and winter, right? We've yep. noticed a few places that we've sat outside, right? We've sat outside and eaten at a few places, right? And how comfortable are you sitting outside um, like how cold does it have to be for you, right? Like, what what do you are you comfortable sitting outside in like a winter jacket and stuff? Um, no, probably not. No. Yeah. So I mean, are we getting close to the temperature where you probably aren't going to want to sit outside? Yeah. And I think too, you know, the hard part is we're missing that obviously that warmest part of the day by the time it's time for dinner to go sit outside. Yeah. It's a lot cooler. You know, the sun's gone. It's a lot cooler. There's chill in the air. It just doesn't, for me personally. Yeah. So. Doesn't have the same draw. Yeah, I, I think that part of sitting down, eating out places, is that comfort and that socializing aspect, yeah. and us going together as a family. You not being in the kitchen and sitting down in the house and stuff. We actually get to go someplace. It's kind of like an event. And with the coronavirus situation, we are. A family that are very mindful about sitting outside in every place that we go right so I think that that's gonna look a lot different starting around now we're not gonna be going out as much because yeah. I don't feel comfortable sitting inside places yet even if they've got good practices going on inside and um, for the time being I'd like to sit outside as as frequently as possible right and even if you do feel comfortable sitting inside we want to bring up the fact that we're probably gonna see a lot of indoor dining looking different right we've got mm -hmm. the regulars that go to restaurants or sit at bars right there are no there isn't much bar seating right so they're going to be spread out in these restaurants right so even if we do start seeing people wanting to go sit inside and eat inside places it's probably going to be long waits and it probably may become more frustrating for those people when you go out to eat and you want to and you want to sit down and have it be a low stress environment and you've got long waits to go right so We've, Long waits and then an abbreviated amount of time at the table. Yeah, you know, that's even true. outside, a lot of places are limiting you to ninety minutes. Uh, yeah. So that can, depending on you know your preference, but that can impact how relaxing yeah. that feels for you. Yeah, how relaxing and how how fun and I mean just the entire event rather than it being a hey you know what let's head out let's let's pack in the car and we'll drive out and then we'll get in someplace warm and it will be a quick, fun experience, uh, I don't know if it's going to be, okay? It may be some places, and you might you might find your spot that you feel comfortable, but I think it's going to be uh, less common than more common, Yeah. right? All right, so with laying that groundwork and that foundation of why I think that really eating, and especially outside eating, may become more problematic with the, these change of seasons. Um, so now that we really laid that foundation of why it might look different, uh, eating out. Let's give you a couple ideas as to things to look out for on your own end and then ways to, to 
to handle this situation, right? Establish better habits around this. So we talked about already the reasons why we eat out. Why, why do we eat out? We eat out because it's, an out, it's a social experience. It's quick. It's easy. Um, it's a different location, mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. Well, and it's a break for somebody who cooks, you yeah. know, every meal, seven days a week. Yep. It's a nice break for me to be able to have somebody else do that. But I think it's also more than that. It's different for the kids. Yep. You know, and that is, especially during, they we found during quarantine, any little bit of novelty that we could add into their lives yep. was really um, impactful. Yeah, it was big for them. They they really view it as an event, as something new. I mean, yeah. similar to like going out to the movies, I would yeah. say. They really look forward to it. So how can we, now the question becomes, how can we reproduce that at home, right? So we've talked a little bit about some strategies, mm -hmm. right, on how we can um, do a lot of that at home. So what are some of the ideas we talked about? So I think the first thing that we, is really important is to be able to identify what it is about eating out that sort of draws you to that environment. Like we just said, for us, it's the novelty for the kids. It's the break from cooking. For a lot of people, it's the social aspect. Um, but trying to identify what it is that draws you to eat out and then see what you can do to mimic that in your own home. So for us in the spring, like I said, it was more of that experience for the kids. Um, you know, there were nights where we sort of turned the kitchen over to the boys. Yeah. And they created their own restaurant, Wolfie's yeah. Delicious <laughs> bar, bar and Grill, I bar think. Bar and Grill, yeah. Wolfie's Delicious Bar and Grill. It was and awesome. And we, you know, even just little things. We hung up lights. They made signs. You and I sat at the table and, yeah. or at the counter, sort of like we were at the bar. And they just... Well, yeah, we had to go outside and come in. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's a really just, good idea. They just whipped up a meal out of, you know, they had a menu, but for them it was fun and they got to be in control. And, yep. you know, it wasn't the same as going out, but it was different than every other night, you yeah. know, for the previous week. And one of the key things, too, is that we're in this one, in this episode, we're kind of talking about ways in which you can go about eating, but you don't have to be eating healthy every right. single meal during this time, right? Like, you can order out if you want, right? try to choose a healthier option obviously when you order out but you can do what we're talking about yep. with the ordering out right yeah. like they it can come you can put it out for the kids and the kids can act this all out with with the yeah. food that we've, we've ordered and those those are big right another one is how you've been you're a great person about having them do little picnics in the house yeah right so it could be a picnic in a bedroom you know each of the kids could have their own night that they kind of have their own little picnic or dinner party in their bedroom, right? You can yep. have a regular routine, but those different locations, we had that last night. Yep. In the spring, they made forts at one point and a mm -hmm. cardboard boxes and yeah. they ate in their forts. Yep. You know, just anything to change it up. And I think also for me, being the one responsible for a lot of the cooking, on the flip side, it's nice to have them help out and make it a yep. shared experience as well yeah you know put on some music pick a recipe together just kind of relax and and you know enjoy cooking together yep and one of the best ways that you can start this process is i think that the first step is the menu mm -hmm. right like 
you have a, you can see on your Instagram page, you put together a weekly menu, yeah. right? Based off of what you shop. Tell us the um, approach that you take with that, your mentality every single week when you go into making this menu. Um, I have recipes saved. I sort of know what um, our family favorites and I just, I go through and I try to balance. Really what I try to do for the week is balance veggies, like definitely three or four meals that are really vegetarian based. Mm -hmm. Maybe one night um, seafood and maybe one night, um, you know, a meat based meal. And then usually on the weekends we try to keep it yep. a little bit easier, flatbreads that we make at home or whatever. Um, and then I just write them down and I make my list and and a lot of your dinners are used for lunches or even breakfasts later on in the yep. week, right? So that's big. You So the menu that you put together is all dinners, yep. right? So that gets you into a good habit, right, of writing down the menu. And there was one time you put down Sylvan Street um, takeout, yeah, right? Because so, you, yeah, because I knew. Yeah, you can put down multiple places of takeout, right? Like if you got some favorites that you get takeout from, write that on the menu. So you've got the seven days, you write down your seven, um, your, your seven uh, dinners on there, and then you can start applying the, where are we gonna eat, right? And yeah. figuring all of that out. Are the kids gonna be able to help you with this and this? And when do you start uh, thinking about this? Saturday, Sunday, Friday, or are you always thinking about it? Um, I do feel like I spend an exorbitant amount, exorbitant amount of time thinking about food, but I really, by Saturday, as the refrigerator's kind of getting emptied out, I start to think about, all right, what am I going to fill it up with? Okay. And I usually do. I ask you every week. Yep. So you give me... Nothing. I'll eat anything. No. The boys usually will have an idea, so that yeah. helps as well. So give us an idea. Give give our listeners an idea of the um, meals that the boys tend to really like. Um, the meals, they like a good chicken tender. Yep. Grain-free chicken tenders. Yep. Tacos are always a good hit. Yep. Uh, we're having those this week. Nice. I like um, tacos. They're pretty good with, like, chilies, sandwiches. Yep. You know, it's not... And that's the whole idea behind morning meals. It's n I'm not preparing five-course elaborate cuisines every night. Yeah, like, you... some nights, it's just... Like, tonight, it's just soup and sandwiches. That's it. We're going to make a soup. And, you know, put together some sandwiches. It doesn't have to be crazy involved in order for it to be healthy. No. If and the veggies are the focus of the meal, you yep. can add some other things. That's sort of how we approach it. Yeah. Just that regularity of being able to get in the habit of cooking at home. Like we said at the beginning, I think that we're going to, I think that we're going to be eating at home a lot more this year than we yep. had thought about um, in years past. All right. So give us some ideas we've got the menu all right what are other key tools or ingredients that you like to have in the house to help you with this process you've got a pressure cooker that you use a lot i use a pressure cooker all the time for your soups and stuff for my soups for my stews i use it as a slow cooker okay and um, what other types of uh main tools do you have another tool that i invested in that i really like is my air fryer okay what do you make with that um, plantain chips i you can chips you can make fries in there you can do veggies in there I've done sausage in there and it's been really good um, and you set it and forget it right like no that's the instant pot okay All the right. air fryer you have to keep an eye on a little bit more because you got to flip the stuff okay um, but it it I think adds a little bit of a different texture mm -hmm. 
to the pool. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, we'll we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the the social aspect uh, and the kids and in, in, in being involved now that they're homeschooled. I mean, that the remote learning and stuff yep. like that. All right. Now, the last thing that we want to talk about is that social aspect of eating out, right? We absolutely love. We don't really have any friends. We don't go out and socialize with each other, but yeah. we socialize. Uh, actually, our family. Well, yeah. Our family will come out with us and stuff like that. But a lot of people, our experience is just different, obviously, because the kids are younger. But yeah. a lot of people are drawn to eat out because of the social environment. Yep. And escaping to someplace new and like that novelty of it. So yeah. what we were talking about is one of the ways that we can really combat that is just like the Zoom calls that people are, got into at the beginning of this coronavirus quarantine aspect is there is no problem with having your um, child's cohort, like if you're friends with any of the other parents, make the menu together, right? If you make the menu together with some of your friends, then you'll be able to talk about that as you're, as you're preparing the food or even um, it will give you something to kind of get excited about over the course of the week. Yeah, and you could do like a... Zoom, um, Zoom cooking party. Yeah, Zoom cooking party, and you know you mentioned the cohorts. I think that's important to mention too because so much of this is dependent on how you are sort of approaching the coronavirus. Yes, and, and learning and all that. Um, and if I think if you feel comfortable, if you establish that little cohort, then you might be able to have people come over. Yep. You know, if you know that those people in your cohort are staying relatively. To themselves. Yep. Um, you know, I think you have to find your people. Yeah, find your people, find your group that you feel comfortable with, that you trust they are um, have the same values as you do about trying to stay healthy, right? And then incorporate them in the process. Yeah. All right, so it really is about finding your group of people that you feel comfortable with that are practicing the same um, safety measures and health mm -hmm. measures that you guys are most comfortable with, right? And I mean, it's, it, you can be very creative with getting, with making this menu together, um, wrote down things such as like getting the menu together and then having different parents prepare larger meals mm -hmm. that can be shared amongst your family, your cohort, right? So yeah. even if it's like a big soup, I mean, if, I mean, you can send that over to so-and-so's house, you guys, I mean, we, we talked about you guys being able to make the menu and you guys all preparing the food together over Zoom or if you guys feel comfortable making the meals together at a house. But you can certainly be creative enough to, hey, you know what, I'll go over so-and-so's house and we'll make these three meals together that can be eaten later in the day. And yeah. just, just start being more creative and critically think about those types of things. We have a very hard time at um, thinking about food. Right. And how how to prepare the food and stuff like that, because it's just been done for us. Right. Like we are. It's so easy for us to just sit back. And if it gets a little too late, we just order something and it's prepared for us. And it's there mm -hmm. that we do have to get into a better habit about actually preparing our own food, making our own food, mm -hmm. understanding how to do it. And those are things that we I think are going to be very, very valuable for us during this these two upcoming seasons right the 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 fall and winter because already in the last week you can see people sniffling and stuff mm -hmm. of just whether it be allergies or a little cold and everyone's looking at them and then i mean if you're feeling sick right it's very possible 
that you are carrying the coronavirus, right? And we don't yeah. know that. And I think that it's just going to be a different world when we start hitting this stage here, um, when people are more sniffly, right? I mean, during the during the summer, we're less sniffly, right? Less less people yeah. have runny noses and stuff like that. But naturally, around this time of year, everyone becomes more sniffly. So I wouldn't be surprised if more and more people feel a little less comfortable going out, being around all these sniffly people, Yeah. right? Because you don't know. And I think this is the time to, you know, it stinks. We're going to have to probably be inside and a little bit more isolated. Yeah. But it's a real opportunity, I think, to change some of those very deeply rooted habits yep. around food that, you know, we may or may not be comfortable with. We were just talking yesterday about how habitual certain things are yeah. um, that we do. But it's an opportunity to think outside the box and, and start to make some changes. Yep. And you... Keep an eye on Maureen's, Maureen's underscore meals Yep. on uh, Instagram. You post most of your stuff, uh, all, all the meals that we're, that we're eating. Not um, necessarily the recipes, but if you really want the recipe, you can reach out. And most of them are uh, able to be found on the Internet anyways. There are variations of all sorts of stuff that you end up, yep. eating, uh, that you end up making, right? Yep. Um, and then check out our Newman Experience website because we've got some great food um, articles or featured stories on there from um, months past. And you can get some ideas uh, to help you think outside the box and uh, be a little more creative with, with food coming into these next few months, okay? Leave a comment and subscribe, all right? And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.